As you know, we have been following along with the clearing of tents and other parts of that encampment on East Hastings Street started yesterday and crews are continuing with that today. One of the main reasons given was safety and safety concerns in that area. Well, joining us now to talk a little bit more about this is Chief Karen Fry with Vancouver Fire and Rescue Services. Chief Fry, thank you so much for making some time today. Thanks, Jill. I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, how would you sum up or, or, or summarize kind of how things went yesterday? Uh, for the most part, um, you know, happy with the progress that, that's been made. Um, from from what I understand, we had a lot of outreach workers out there uh, that engage a lot of people who who um, moved their belongings or uh, found or stored their belongings. And again, uh, many of them took them up on some shelter spaces as well. And can you take us back a little bit? I know we talked about this before and your department has been quite vocal in talking about the safety concerns and why this move was necessary. But can you take us through again what it was specifically about this encampment that led to the decision to be made, uh, your department being part of this with the city to take it down? Yeah, you're right. So back in July of last year, starting to recognize we were seeing an increasing number of fires and fires on the outside of buildings and and uh, tents that what tents and structures that were blocking fire department connections, blocking exits to building and entrances, and was creating such a formidable fire risk uh, that something needed to be done. And and during that time and and over the last eight months or so. Uh, the engineering department, um, the the provincial government have all stepped up and they're really working hard to try and reduce the load and reduce the risk by by encouraging people to leave, by doing daily walkthroughs and removing propane tanks. Um, and in the last uh, several weeks and, and months, we have just continued to see it escalate even more. Uh, we've had huge fires, uh, the one on Columbia Street that was uh, with propane bottles that were found on site. And we've had, um, uh, that was the Imperial Palace or the Imperial uh, Theater one. We've had ones at Columbia Street last weekend where we couldn't get access, uh, proper access to fight the fire because of tents. Uh, we've had encampments where they've um, had tent fires and blown up. It's been ongoing and we're just continually seeing an increase. It's not reducing, it's actually getting worse. We heard from the mayor and as well as the police chief about police officers being assaulted and being hurt. Has that also happened to firefighters? Yeah, it definitely has happened to firefighters. Uh, We've been assaulted, we've been threatened with violence, we've been threatened with weapons. Um, even when we were responding the other day to the fire on the corner of Hastings in Columbia, somebody was throwing, uh, hit, hit one of our responding chiefs with a stick on his vehicle. So it is a lot of unprovoked attacks and, and there is a lot of risk, not even apart from the fires, which is my main concern, but we also respond to a lot of overdoses and medical responses in that area. And, uh, a lot of the times when we're entering into a tent, uh, it's very precarious and uh, dangerous for our staff when we're not sure what we're going to come 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 into when we're responding in there.
Uh, I know the city put out some updated information saying that some people had accepted shelter space. There was a lot of confusion yesterday as to what spaces might be available and where people are are going to go. Uh, I think even if everybody in that encampment was offered a shelter space, we know not everybody is going to take one. How concerned are you that these tents are going to pop up a block away in a park, simply moving to another area? Yeah, I think that's somewhat inevitable. We know that not everybody is going to accept housing, even if there is housing or or shelter space available. We will have people that choose to shelter outdoors and create create their homes there. Um, But against buildings is really one of the most dangerous situations that I have seen in encampments. Uh, we expect that people will shelter outdoors in parks where they can put up a, a tent overnight with some limitations. I expect that that's going to happen, uh, but we will be diligent in, in addressing ones that are against buildings and creating, creating fires against buildings. Do you think that there's a role, and I know this isn't the fire department's role, but but because there has been so much conversation about the fact that a lot of people are choosing to live in a tent on the street because it feels safer and cleaner than a lot of the SROs that have been allowed to get into a state of disrepair. We hear about them being infested with rodents, not having working plumbing, really, really not desirable places to live. Surely places like that, and we've seen, as you mentioned, mentioned as well, we've seen fires on the downtown east side. It seems that we've seen quite a number of them in the last few months. The fact that these buildings have been allowed to fall into such a state of disrepair, is that not part of the problem? You know, I think there's it's a really complex issue. And I think the, the, the number of housing units available and whether they're SROs, and I think I heard my boss yesterday saying we account for 20 percent of the population but 75 percent of the low-income housing and low barrier housing in the province and and you're absolutely right you know this year alone we're we have been proactive with uh, our SROs as far as fire safety because we also recognize those are a huge risk in our city and uh, we have been uh, and inspected every SRO at least once this year already which is generally something we can't get to till near the end of the year. And so we're making it a priority to address the fire safety risks within them. Uh, We're also partnering quite a bit with BC Housing and working with them on trying to address some of our major concerns uh, regarding fire safety and the SROs. So when you're inspecting them, having inspected every SRO at least once, do they generally pass or what kind of things do you find? They generally don't pass. Uh, I, I don't have all the details yet, but what I do know is that we're going to find that, that there are certain things that most likely that people may be using open flames in, in their in, in their building or in their rooms, that there's uh, high loads of combustible materials in their in their rooms, that there may be doors propped open. Um, so fire doors are meant to actually stop the spread of fire from, from a room into the hallway and then into the, and up and down the stairs. And a lot of times those are propped open or locked. So we will work with them uh, to ensure that they are, are maintained properly. Uh, this year as well, Council also granted some funding uh, to do some local fire wardens and some of the private SROs. So it's more of a peer-based accountability or training system so so they can help share the fire safety messages with the residents in the buildings and so we're trying that as a pilot and I wish I had all the answers but like I said this is 
This is something that is really complex. And when we have at-risk individuals living in in a building um, without really hard-to-house individuals with a lot of uh, risky behaviors, um, including electric bikes, right? We need to change uh, storage storage requirements around a lot of those electric bikes. Uh, But when something, so if an SRO doesn't pass inspection, what happens at that point then? Because presumably it's not somebody that's in a position to have repairs done or, or we're seeing that, that they often don't get done in these in these scenarios. So if someone, if a building doesn't pass, what happens to make sure it is brought to a place where it does pass? Yeah, so it's kind of a, a bit of a process. So under the fire code, we'd normally go back and set what we need Um, what needs to be put into compliance, whether it's having a system addressed, uh, if it's like a sprinkler system needs to be updated or or, um, inspected. So we will go back and ensure them within a timeline that it's done, that then are followed up with fines, and then eventually it'll get to a state of uh, where where the city, um, under the the bylaws, will um, take them to court. Right. And so, so it's a like you said, it's a, there's a whole lot going on here. It's part of a much a much more complex problem. Yes, it is a very complex problem. But you know, I think one thing's for sure, and and unfortunately, probably uh, with the Winters Hotel fire nearly a year ago, we we rec- people recognize that 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 the fire systems are critical to have them up and running and and a lot of the behaviors that are occurring in these SROs need to be addressed, including um, people smoking and the storage of bikes and everything else in those rooms. And, and Chief, something else that came up yesterday when we were talking with one of the, the community organizers and he had said that they had done a campaign and I think we can all agree that it's still not ideal or anywhere close to, but they had done a campaign to make sure people living in tents had a fire extinguisher and knew how to use a fire extinguisher should there be a fire. And again, I know that it's it's not, nobody wants an encampment, nobody want, thinks that that's a permanent solution. Is that at least something that's being done to help mitigate some of those fire dangers? Yeah, that, that mitigates a little bit of stopping, uh, stopping a fire, a small fire, uh, if it's recognized and and. Um, seen right away, and that's something that we did early on um, after the fire chief's order. But again, like we have had uh, 61 tent fires since the order went on in the downtown east side. 61. So obviously, they haven't. That everybody having a fire extinguisher around or knowing how to use it isn't worked. When when you're using a large amount of combustibles and explosive materials, including propanes or fires inside tents, um, a fire extinguisher may work if it's small, but it's not it's not going to put out anything that's going big, and it definitely hasn't protected the buildings that where we've had large fires. All right, Chief Karen Fry, thank you so much again for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good day.